Today's reading is from Luke chapter 10. After this, the Lord appointed 70 others and sent them on ahead of him in prayers, pairs to every town and place where he himself intended to go. He said to them, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, ask the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Go on your way. See, I am sending you out like lambs in the midst of wolves. Carry no purse, no bag, no sandals, and greet no one on the road. Whatever house you enter, first say, peace to this house. And if anyone is there who shares in peace, your peace will rest on that person. But if not, it will return to you. Remain in the same house, eating and drinking whatever they provide, for the laborer deserves to be paid. Do not move about from house to house. Whenever you enter a town and its people welcome you, eat what is set before you. Cure the sick who are there and say to them, the kingdom of God has come near to you. But whenever you enter a town and they do not welcome you, Go out into its streets and say, Even the dust of your town that clings to our feet, we wipe off in protest against you. Yet know this, the kingdom of God has come near. I tell you, on that day it will be more tolerable for Sodom than for that town. The seventy returned with joy. Word of God, word of life. Let's pray. God of life, you tell us over and over that when your story is spoken, that your spirit comes. And that spirit, this word, is alive. So breathe, move, and speak to us today. Amen. Restaurantaire Will Gadara tells the story of his encounter with what he calls unreasonable hospitality. Gadara owned and operated a restaurant called 11 Madison Park, a very fancy restaurant on the corner of 24th and Madison in New York City. He says it was one day at lunch and he overheard four foodies talk about their amazing experience eating at the city's finest restaurants during their vacation. The only regret is that they miss the chance to experience a New York City street hot dog. It was in that second, Godera says, that he walked gracefully back into the kitchen, dropped off the plates, and then literally ran out the front door down the block to the hot dog cart. He bought a hot dog and ran back just as fast into the kitchen. Now came the hard part, he says, convincing the chef 
to serve it in our fancy fine dining restaurant. He said the chef looked at him like he had lost his mind. Serving what New Yorkers call a dirty water dog in a fancy four-star restaurant? Bucadera said, trust me, and told the chef that it was important. And so eventually he agreed to cut the hot dog up into four perfect pieces, adding a little swish of ketchup and a little swish of mustard onto each plate and finishing them with this fancy placement of sauerkraut and relish. He said he introduced it to the table. I wouldn't want you to have to leave New York without tasting our hot dog. And he said they gushed in delight. He said the best response to food in his entire culinary career. And so that experience changed the way he led a restaurant, seeing it not as a place for technical perfection, but rather a place to make people feel seen and welcomed. It's all about human connection, Gudera says. That is hospitality. And before he sold the restaurant in 2020, it had been named the best restaurant in the world. And the aha moment all started with being present and listening, and it ended with a hot dog. I have a hunch you have heard this story before in Luke. Every time I hear it, I have to sigh a little bit deeper. It's so dire. Go on your way, Jesus says. No provisions other than someone with you. Find a place to connect and offer peace. And if that peace is received, then stay. Receive what is offered to you and then offer yourself. Sometimes you will experience hospitality and sometimes not. But God's kingdom is present regardless. Now, I have often wondered, what happened to those 70 who were sent out? How did it go for them? Well, you have to read a little bit further in Luke to hear that they returned with joy and wanted to tell Jesus all about it. What? How could joy be found in such a commissioning? It was joy, maybe, because the pairs were present to where they were at, not worrying about some technical perfection of what faith needs to look like, but knocking on a door and pulling up to a dinner table of someone they didn't know. 35 different stories from the pairs, all experiencing different things in different homes in different cities. They were certainly not mountaintop moments. They were engaged in regular life. And in those small encounters, there was joy. I kind of filed back through my sermons over the last several years, and I haven't talked or preached much about joy. It really hasn't been a topic of conversation in the world or after church. Like, I am doing so great right now. Can I just tell you about it? 
It has been more difficult to live, so decisive to talk about matters of faith. And everything seems a little fear-based, and we're all a little bit off. So faith just is more difficult. It feels heavy and hard, an obligation rather than a joy. The question today, where do we go from here, Mount Olivet? I wonder, I just wonder, if we heeded Jesus' words today, but with a catch. To hear that we are both the pairs being sent, and we are the people receiving the people who are sent to us. And a life of faith will be experienced in the interactions in daily life. Unreasonable hospitality, if it can happen with a $2 hot dog at a fancy restaurant, then I am sure it can happen to us in a variety of ways. I had a delightful email exchange and phone conversation with Jackie Vallette Uglo. Jackie is not a member here at Mount Olivet, but she's an active gardener in the community gardener and a volunteer at the community meal. She shared her story with me that she was between jobs with a passion as a dietitian and a gardener. She wanted to find a place to put her gifts to good. Her neighbor, a member at Mount Olivet, suggested that she check us out and check the gardens out. And she did. And she was graciously welcomed by Barry Froseth and the other gardening team. And then she decided to join in the meal prep for the community meal on Mondays. Jackie was sent to Mount Olivet. And Mount Olivet offered her peace and a place to be. She is now helping Second Harvest, one of our feeding partners, with a senior nutritional action program in the West Metro and is looking for other churches who may want to join in. You see, the kingdom of God is as near as Jesus says. And if the harvest is plentiful, then these encounters will happen wherever we find ourselves. Not only here in a church building, but in this wide world. Mount Olivet, what if our future will reveal itself as we are present to these human interactions each day? Just think back at this last week. Who was being sent to you? And where were you being sent? In those moments, offer peace, receive the peace that comes to you, and then report back here at church at what happened to you, because that story is about the kingdom of God. It's accessible and messy. Jesus is clear that we cannot prepare for this work. We can't be focused on stuff or we are gonna miss the moment. We will shut the door on people sent to us and we ourselves will be turned down, but God's kingdom is still close. 
It's not about doing things right. It's about the giving and receiving from others, listening and then responding. And there will be joy and God's spirit, which Jesus promises will be given. When people ask me, as a leader of a nonprofit and as a pastor, why, out of all the places to contribute money to, why would you invest in a church? What difference does it make anyway? I think of Jackie's story when I respond to that question. We didn't know Jackie before, but now we do. Her call to feed met Mount Olivet's call to feed, and now there is more happening in the community because of that interaction. It was a micro-connection of people, and it is fueling what God is up to in this world. And it is one story of so many. Your financial investment, your being here, made this church community possible. And because of that, this story happened. It may not be front page news for some people. There are plenty of stubbed toes and dusty days in this in daily engagement of unreasonable hospitality. But God is the host, and God does not want us to miss this joy and Jesus promises to be close, working through it and in it. In a way, we are just a community of tiny stories, all of which are experienced in regular life and need to be told. We need to hear from each other why we do this. What we get to be a part of is God's vision for the world made real in human life. You could kind of say, to find our place in God's unfolding story. And each of you get to be a part of it, and so do people we haven't met yet. We are asking for a financial commitment to fund our ministry and mission for this next year and to pay off the mortgage for you to respond by November 20th. Some of you already have a deep gratitude for that. If you haven't, and when you were thinking about how much to give, remember Jackie's story and hear that you will have a story too, an unfolding story where joy and a future will be found. This is how grace comes, Mount Olivet, and it will continue to come. God spoke to those 70 apostles back then and continues to speak to us today. And you get a place at God's big table. You have been appointed by Jesus. Go out and share peace, and the Spirit will be found one hot dog at a time. Amen.
Blake, you're something else. Please stand as we pray.